Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Your pastor is armed and dangerous. But I am not armed and dangerous because of what I'm holding in my hand. I am armed and dangerous because I've got the Word of God. And all of us are armed and dangerous when we have the Word of God in our hands. I'm telling you, the enemy trembles when we stand on the Word of God because heaven and earth will pass away, but he said, my Word will never pass away. It stands firm. And so we'll talk about this sword in a little while, but I just had to do that. I've always wanted to do that. And so, okay. Open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And we'll read just one verse this morning. The title of the message is, We Thank God for You. And this is actually a continuation of last week's message, so if you want the whole message, pick up the CD when you leave today. Paul says, we thank God for you, and he's talking to the Thessalonian church. In fact, he says, we thank God for you without ceasing. And I'm glad he didn't stop there. He tells them, and because it's recorded in the Word of God, we have it, he tells them why he's thanking God for them. And so we, we get to see it right in the Word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this reason we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you receive the Word of God which you heard from us. You welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Now, last week we saw the first part of that verse. He was thanking God that they had received the word of God, not as the word of men, but as the word of God. And we talked about receiving the word of God as it is the Word of God. But he finishes, and we never got to this last week, which also effectively works in you who believe. You see, the fact is, when we receive the Word of God as the Word of God, and we start believing the Word of God, it starts working in us effectively, and it starts doing some amazing things. The fact is, when we embrace the Word of God... It embraces us. Uh, When we receive the Word of God, it receives us. And when, when we start believing the Word of God, something dynamic and something powerful takes place in us. The word effectively 
which is used in our text. The Greek word there means to be operative, to be at work, to, to put forth power. <clears throat> and the idea is this, when we receive the Word of God as the Word of God, and we really believe it, it becomes operative within our lives. It starts working in us. It puts forth power. You may say, I don't have the strength to do certain things. And that may be true. But the Word of God in you has the strength to do it. It begins to put forth power. It gives you the ability to do things that you could not do before you got in the Word. It gives you the ability to understand things that you could not understand before you got in the Word of God. And it gives you the ability to endure things that you could not endure before you got in the Word of God. So today what we'll do is we will look at this part of the verse that talks about what the Word of God does within us, and we will seek to answer the question, this one question this morning, just this one thing, how does the Word of God work in us? How does it actually work? You read it, you believe it's the Word of God, you receive it, you, you believe it with all of your heart, how does it go to work in you? Well, I'll show you here. And we find this. The Bible gives us all kinds of examples of how the Word of God works in us. And here's the first one. And by the way, I'm going to give you about 8 or 10 of these, 10 or 12, however much time we have. By the way, last week I said it was going to be a short message and it was a long message. So this morning, this is going to be a long message. Maybe it'll turn out to be a short message. I don't know. So, but you may want to make a list so that you can refer back to these later. The first thing we know about the Word of God and how it works in us, it's like a double-edged sword. I just held a sword up a moment ago, a double-edged sword, a two-edged sword, if you please. And we learned that from Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's what the Word of God does. That's, that's quite a statement concerning the Word of God. The New Living Translation says is it, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The NIV says it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. You, you see, when we read the Word of God and we believe it is the Word of God... It, it's a discerner. It's a revealer. It's a judge. It shows us what's going on inside of us. And that's so important. Think of the Word of God. And, and this Scripture is what got me onto this. Think of the Word of God as the surgeon's scalpel that's cutting deep into our lives and revealing and exposing what's wrong in us what's not in order in our lives. Now, I know that sounds rough to think of the Word of God as a knife, a two-edged knife, a sharp knife, a scalpel that cuts us and reveals what's in us and what shouldn't be in us. But friends, I want to tell you this is an absolutely wonderful thing. This is awesome when this happens, and it is the way you want it to happen. You want God to do it, and you want His Word to do it. Let me explain it this way. When your enemies 
attack you. When your enemies expose your faults. When your enemies point out your weaknesses. Always, there is no exception to what I'm about to tell you. When your enemy is pointing out what's wrong in you, your enemy is always trying to discourage you, trying to defeat you, and even trying to destroy you. But when God points out what's wrong in your life, it's just the opposite. When God points out what's wrong in your life, He's trying to heal you. He's trying to help you. He's trying to restore you and to make you whole again. When the enemy points out what's wrong in your life, he's always trying to put you down. When God points out what's wrong in your life, he's always trying to pick you up. And all that makes all the difference in the world. There's an old saying, and I love it. It says, when God reveals, he heals. I want to tell you, when God, when the enemy reveals what's wrong with you, there is no healing in that. But when God reveals what's wrong in you, He's ready to do a healing work. And that's the reason we need to be in the Word of God more than ever before. And I can tell you, I am one of those individuals. I hope you feel this way too. I do believe there are times we need to accept criticism from one another. I think there are times we need to allow others to correct us and to say that's wrong and that's inappropriate and you shouldn't do that. We should be mature enough and open enough and Christian enough to let others correct us. But friends, I want to tell you, when your wife points out what's wrong in your life, ladies, when your husband points out what's wrong in your life, when your closest friends point out what's wrong in your life, under the best of circumstances, that can sting a little bit. That can hurt. Are you with me? And if you're not careful, you will become defensive and you will even get mad at the person who's really and truly trying to help you. But when God points out what's wrong in your life, it's completely different. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like a song in the night. It's like a calm in the storm. It's like a light in the darkness. It brings hope and it brings help. This is so important. I'm trying to encourage you today to get in the Word of God. If Paul was thankful for the Thessalonian church because they had gotten into the Word of God, received it as the Word of God, and it was working effectively in them, then I would just want to show you how the Word of God can work in you and help you. And one of the things it does is it exposes what's wrong in you and what needs to be made right. And God does it in such a loving and wonderful and gracious and redeeming way that it changes everything. Here's something else you need to know. When you and I truly get in the Word of God, we receive it and we believe it, God begins to point out what's wrong in our lives. Hallelujah. It's okay. When God, when we get in the Word, God begins to point out what's wrong in our lives. Listen to me. Some of you need to hear this. I've got a word for you right now. When you get out of the Word of God, the enemy will start pointing out what's wrong in everybody else's life. Alright? We had one clap first time. 
three then. We're building. We're building. We're building. You see, friends, when you get in the Word of God, you receive it as the Word of God, you, you study it as the Word of God, and you start believing it, you will begin to see your faults. When you get out of the Word of God, you start seeing everybody else's faults. And that's the reason, that's the reason so many people are so critical today. Get in the Word of God and you'll quit being so critical about everybody else. Why? Because you won't have time to fuss about what's wrong in their lives because God's showing you what's wrong in your life. Get in the Word of God and you'll get busy about fixing you. Get out of the Word of God and you'll try to fix everybody else. By the way, that just never works, does it? You ever tried to fix somebody else? It really just, it doesn't work. And, and, and so, when we receive the Word of God and we believe the Word of God, <clears throat> and it goes to work in us, one of the first things it does is it shows us what's wrong in us. Every one of us. And we need that. Now, obviously, I won't be able to spend that much time on every one of these because I've got about 10 or 12 to show you, so you'll want to write these down. Here's the next thing. First thing, it's like a double-edged sword that cuts deep into our hearts. The second thing, it's like a consuming fire. This is Jeremiah 23, 29. It's like a consuming fire that burns up the chaff, that burns up the waste. It burns up the things that shouldn't be there. Go back and read it in context. That's what it's talking about. It burns up the things that shouldn't be in our lives. I want you to know the Bible says that the Word of God is like a consuming fire. Some years ago, and I, when I say years ago, and this is maybe 20, 30 years ago, we, we had this emphasis where we had a house cleaning. I, and I preached it. And, and we talked about cleaning up our homes. And you shouldn't have anything in your home that glorifies the devil. You shouldn't have things in your home that blaspheme the God you say you love. That our homes should be uh, safe sanctuaries. They should be clean. They should be holy. Um, uh, the things in our homes should point, without a word, should point people to the glory of God. So what we did is we sent everybody home and we said, go home, get everything up in your home that's unclean. The Holy Spirit will show you. Have a spiritual house cleaning. Get everything out of your house and take it outside and burn it. I remember we went home, we had this little bonfire. We burned it. We burned it up until it was just ashes. I went to a man's house and he said, I, I'm serious about this. He, he said, uh, we have, uh, there's an evil spirit in our home and we don't know what to do about it. I am, not, I am not making this up. I walked through the door of his house. When I walked through the door of his house, the first thing I saw was a pot-bellied Buddha right there on the floor. I mean, that was the first thing that greeted you. And then I started looking around his house and I saw artifacts from all around the world. I saw ugly, grotesque, evil things that just had Satan written all over them. And I said, man, can I plunder around in your house a little bit? He said, he said sure, if it'll help. I went back to the bedroom and I started looking around the bedroom. I honestly got on my knees and looked under his bed. And when I looked under his bed, he had these Tahiti death masks all under his bed. Now friends... You may think that doesn't matter, but you better read your Bible. Because there are things that represent that which is holy and good and righteous and true. And there are things which represent evil and ungodliness. 
I walked out in that man's living room. I pointed out everything I saw. And I said, there are probably things I haven't seen. You need to get all this stuff up. And you need to go out in the yard and burn it. He said, man, these things are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I said, you've got to make up your mind what you want. You want God? Or you want this? I'm telling you, we, we went out in the yard, and, uh, uh, not at his house, but at my house. Other people did that in their church. In the church. But I want to tell you, sometimes we need to do that internally. And when you read the Bible and you receive the Word of God as the Word of God and you believe it as the Word of God, guess what? You can build a bonfire in your own heart and life that will begin to burn up everything in there that shouldn't be in there. It is like a consuming fire. And I want to share something with you, friends. I believe this with all my heart. Nobody, there are a lot of preachers out there better than I am. Nobody loves to preach better than I do. But I can't preach it out of you. Nobody can teach it out of you. But if you get in the Word of God, and it becomes a consuming fire in your life, burning up the chaff, burning up that which shouldn't be there. Oh, something marvelous takes place. All right, I've got to get faster. That's all it is to it. <laughs> Or in that same verse, Jeremiah 23, 29, it says it's like a hammer that breaks the rocks. How many of you have difficult places in your life? Strongholds in your life? Things? Hold your hand up. You've got some things you just battle with a lot. Yeah, yeah. This side's a lot more honest than this side over here. And, and so, so, but... But we all have things. Do you know why I know you have some things that you have to deal with and fight with? Because you're in church today. And the devil knows you're in church today. And the devil's always throwing something at you. I want you to know that the Word of God is like a double-edged sword that cuts deep into our hearts. The Word of God is like a consuming fire that burns up the chaff. And the Word of God is like a hammer that breaks up the hard places in our lives. You've got some strongholds, some hard places in your life. You've got some things you've been battling with for a long time. Oh, friends, find a dozen more counselors and it probably won't help. Get deep in the Word of God. And let that Word go to work in your heart and life and it'll be like a hammer breaking up the rocks. Here's another one. It's like a lamp and a light. Psalm 119, 105. It's like a lamp and a light. It'll direct your path to just to, to have the light of God's Word. 1 Peter 1, 2 says, It's like a pure food. It's like pure food that the baby would have to grow on. The sincere milk of the Word. The Bible talks a lot about, about the Word of God being food. If you want to grow in grace, if you want to become a mature Christian... If you want to experience spiritual growth, you've got to get in the Word. It's like a pure food. I hear a lot today about superfoods. Friends, this is your superfood. This is the superfood that will make all the difference in the world. Psalm 119, 130 says the Word of God is like a teacher. It gives us understanding and wisdom in life. It is our teacher. The Holy Spirit who is our guide and our teacher, takes the Word of God and impresses it upon our hearts. And we read it and it teaches us. I can look back over my life and I can remember teachers who helped me. And some of those teachers I, I love and appreciate. 
and I owe them a debt of gratitude. But I want you to know every teacher should point you to the Word of God, which will begin to teach you way beyond anything they could teach you. So, it's, it's like a teacher. It's, it's like a medicine, Psalm 107.20 says. It restores us physically and spiritually. Did you know that the Bible is like a medicine? To take medicine? To, to take the Word of God? Uh, in fact, there are many passages of Scripture that deal with this, but Psalm 107 says God sends His Word and heals our diseases. Oh, friends, I, I thank God for medical science. I thank God for medication. I thank God for all that we can do and the ability doctors have for surgery and all of those things. Those are good gifts. Those are good gifts. But I want to tell you, friends, there is a healing that goes way beyond theirs. He has a power way beyond their power. He is the great physician. He can send His Word and heal your diseases. He can heal you. It is, the Bible teaches us, like a medicine. It is also, I think I skipped one, it's like a mirror. It's like a mirror. James 1, 22-25. Have you ever seen somebody and you thought, there is no way that person looked in the mirror before they left home. There's no way. She would never have gone out in public had she just walked by one mirror and looked at herself. There's no way he could look like that intentionally. Well, friends, I want to share something with you. You should never go out in public without looking in the mirror first. You'll save yourself a lot of embarrassment. You and I should never go out in public until we look into the mirror of God's Word. Until we let God's Word show us what we really look like and what needs to be changed and rearranged for His glory. So it's like a mirror. Let me make sure I'm getting all these. It's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like a consuming fire. It's like a hammer that breaks the rock. It's like a lamp and a light, a pure food. It's like a teacher. It's like a mirror. It's like a medicine. It's like a cleanser. It cleanses us. Did you know that the Bible, we talk about the blood of the Lamb cleansing us. And by the way, if you've committed sin in your life, nothing will solve that problem except the blood of Jesus Christ. But the Bible talks about the cleansing of water by the Word. That we read the Word of God and we're cleansed by the Word of God. It's a cleanser. It's like a shield. Proverbs 35 says, 30 verse 5, and it protects us from the enemy. I, I want you to know, and you should know this by now, as a child of God, the moment you really start trying to serve God, what happens? Man, the enemy will hit you from every direction. And when he comes at you, you need to have the shield of God's Word. You need to be able to say, Thus saith the Lord. You need to stand on and behind the Word of God. It is like a shield. We're talking about how the Word of God works in us. And then it's like a sword. Ephesians 6, 
17. Now this is not the sword we talked about earlier. The sword we talked about earlier was like a scalpel that cuts deep into our lives. This is another sword. This is talking about the sword that we fight with. This is talking about this kind of a sword. This is what we fight with in this world. And and the Bible tells us that the Word of God is like a sword. It's like a sword. Compare these two. If, if you were fighting a physical battle, you'd use something like this. Or you would use a gun. Or you would use a knife. Or you would use the internet. Email. Texting. Nasty letters. You'd use something like this if you don't know what you're doing. But if you understand what the Word of God can do for you, you will put this down and you will hold this up and you will understand that this is your sword. The Bible says the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Here's another one. It's like a seed. 1 Peter 1.23 when once it's planted, it begins to produce things. <clears throat> Plant this word in your heart. We dedicated a, a baby, a precious child. As mom and dad in the church sows the seed of God's word in that child's heart. One day, oh, one day something beautiful, something glorious will grow. Here's one of my favorite. It, it's, it's like dynamite. Romans 1.16 says it is the power of God unto salvation. That word power is the Greek word dunamis. And it's the word from which we get our word dynamite. And what the Bible is saying is that the word of God is like dynamite. It is explosive. It has miraculous power. And it changes everything. Now you may be thinking, how could the word of God be all those things? Because the word of God is the word of God. And God's Word is everything. Everything that is was made by His Word. Nothing could be more important than the Word of God. The other day I was a little bit depressed. If you think spiritual leaders don't get down, you're wrong. I was a little bit discouraged. I had a heaviness over me. You ever have just a, a cloud over you? Just get heavy? Well, I knew what to do. I knew what to do. And it's not called 14 people in wine. That's not what you do. It's not call somebody and see if they can agree with you because you feel so bad. I got in the Word of God. And I want to tell you, when I got in the Word of God, and I just started going over just a lot of Scripture that I knew, and when I got into the Word of God, guess what happened? I just felt energy coming back. I felt strength being renewed and being restored. And it just changed everything. How precious is your loving kindness, O oh God. 
Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied by the fullness of your house. You give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. You will show me the path of light. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You, Lord, are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. The Lord says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Why? Because the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God and my strength, the one in whom I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. A thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. It will not come near you because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear Him and He delivers them. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I've been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. The Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. He makes the barren woman to keep house 
and to be the joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing shall cause them to stumble. Cast your burdens upon the Lord and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. We're talking about the Word of God here, folks. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, say it with me, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. <clears throat> I've got more time. I'm not done yet. The Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And of a sound mind. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, hallelujah! Now, what were you whining about before you came into the service? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? No! And all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us and gave Himself for us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <clears throat> there is therefore now. Say now. now. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I can do all things. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Oh, friends. Friends. I didn't get halfway through this list the other day before I'd forgot about every attack of the enemy, the cloud was gone, nothing was heavy. You may not think this old man can dance, but I can. Man, I was excited. You know why? Because the Word of God encourages. It gives life. It does something for us. It is 
dynamic and powerful and life-giving. It's like a, it's like a spiritual infusion. Hey, I, I've got one verse that I want to read to you. If I can find it. Lamentation 3, 22 through 25. And this is for somebody who may think that you've waited too late to get it in order. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Now we could just have a shouting time right there, couldn't we? Because His compassions, say it with me. They don't fail. And they are new every morning. It didn't run out for you five years ago. It didn't run out for you five days ago. I want you to know His mercies are new every morning. I love that. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. Friends, I don't mean to insult you today, but don't you tell me, don't you tell me, And don't you tell anybody else that you're seeking the Lord if you won't pick your Bible up and read it. By the way, are you reading your Bible? That was pitiful. Are you reading your Bible? All right, good. All right. Now, I want to turn into a salesman just for a moment. I have some pills here, and these things, are the, these things are the most wonderful pills. And I want to see if you'd be interested in some of these pills. And so I just, I just thought there would just never be a better time than right here at the end of this sermon to try to get you signed up for some of these pills. But I need to tell you what these pills will do for you. If you will take these pills... The medicine in these pills will cut right through to your heart and begin to destroy everything in there that shouldn't be there. Just clean it up. If you take these pills, these pills will begin to break up the hindering strongholds in your life. These pills will make you feel cleaner than you've ever felt before. You'll feel like you can fly. If you take these pills... Things like worry and anxiety and frustration and depression will begin to fade away. These pills will bring healing to your entire system. And if you take these pills, you'll begin to develop this amazing sense of self-worth and value. Oh, you'll start feeling better than you've ever felt before. And if you take these pills, something will start growing in you that will make you smarter than you've ever been before. You've heard of smart pills? (laughs) They'll make you smarter. They'll take these pills and you'll know things that you've never known before. These pills will give you light and direction for the future, give you wisdom and understanding that you've always needed. Take these pills and you'll, you'll get stronger. You'll have energy. You'll have strength to stand against Anything the devil throws at you. Oh, best, let me tell you about these pills. These pills. You take these pills, nothing in this world will ever again be able to steal your joy. Nothing. Nothing steal your joy. 
Even when you're going through the worst times in life, there will be this amazing sense of peace. And from time to time, if you take these pills, you'll begin to sense that something miraculous, something supernatural is going on. You may not even be able to put your finger on it, but you'll just know something's going on. And you'll know it's something good. I've saved the best for last. Take these pills. And you will never die. Never die. Oh. One last thing. No negative side effects. Wait, one more last thing. They're absolutely free. You can't buy them. But you can have them. Never trust a preacher when he says one last thing. One more last thing. (laughs) What if I were to tell you millions of people have tried these pills and will testify to the fact they work? I'm just asking you, I'm asking you, are you interested? Man, I, you, what what is wrong with you folks? Something's bad wrong with you. If somebody made that speech to me, listen, you'd have to run over to me to get to those pills. I'd be first in line for those pills, wouldn't you? And I don't mind taking pills. I don't mind taking pills if it'll help you. By the way, let me remind you one more time. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Medical science and even pills sometimes are a good gift. I take blood pressure medication every day and I don't feel bad about it and I don't feel that's an indictment against my faith. I thank you, God, I can take a blood pressure pill and 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 hopefully my face isn't as red as my hair. How many of you know by now that these pills will not do what I just told you they would do? Yeah, yeah. Actually, this bottle of pills is a prescription that Dr. Walslager gave me right here. He, he, he gave me these pills. Everything I just said about those pills. Everything I said about those pills is true right here. There is no pill that can do what I said, but this Bible can. Let me tell you, I want to set this church on fire. I want God to set this church on fire. I want us to take this county by storm. I want to see hundreds saved. I want to see the power of God in this house. I want to see miracles. I want to see a move of God like Wakala County has never seen before. But I want you to know it will not happen until this church gets in the Word of God and we start believing it and trusting it and studying it. Wow. Are you reading your Bible? You better. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. 
You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.